This is the EVP Podcast. Hello, ladies and germs. This is the EVP Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts, DVO. I'm Beaker. I'm Ghosty McGhostface. That's right, he is. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode. We are pleased to have you all. How's everyone doing today in the studio? I'm feeling great. Why are you feeling so great? Because I'm extra crispy all the time. (laughs) Yeah, you are. (laughs) Do I want to know? Beaker, how are you doing to this fine day? Oh, well, you know, awesome. That's right. We've had some good weather here. Yes, I get to enjoy it from inside. I got a little bit of a a tan. I was excited about because I got, uh, I went for a nice little motorcycle ride over the weekend and I, you know, kind of like rubbed my arm and I could feel like the tingle, like, oh, I got a little bit of sunburn. That's a sign. Say I'm a ginger, so the sun is my natural enemy. Hey, the sun. <laughs> Ward off the sun. Ginger's worst enemy. <laughs> I have been called a daywalker before, though. Do you get burned pretty quickly? Uh, yeah. Okay. But it's been, it's, I've been burned on my arms and neck so much, like it doesn't even hurt anymore. I heard a lack of soul also is a lack of melanin. Yeah. Burn real that. easy. Oh, thanks, Nick Cannon. <laughs> you know who else is a ginge? Prince Harry. I don't know if you thought of him lately. <laughs> no. Okay. You haven't been thinking about Prince Harry at all? He moved to the States. Nope. He's one of us now. Nope. Well, I'm going to pretend I know who he is because I have a friend that's like, you should know. <laughs> don't the all gingers know each other? <laughs> no. Yeah, we have monthly meetings. I thought so. Via Zoom. In their caves. In their dark caves. caves. <laughs> oh, God. No light enters. I was playing video games online with another ginger last night. I bet it was dark <laughs> in the room that, here. How did that come up? Huh? How, did you, how did that come up that? Do you guys, you guys, just, do you guys like bicker the whole time? Or do you guys know <laughs> each other? Like, I, can, I feel the presence. There can be only one. <laughs> <laughs> He's Canadian. <laughs> so it's okay because we're in different countries. Okay. <laughs> that was funny though because I haven't talked to him in a long time. And it was just like, he was saying some stuff. He was just being funny and making me laugh. And I just like... I'm like, I miss you, Josh. And at the same time, I'm saying that he's like, you know, you miss me. <laughs> like we both said it at the same time. Was, and then the conversation was. And then he just. I love you. I mean, I mean, bye. You don't tell you now. Wait, you don't tell your friends you love them all the time. I kiss them too. Oh, on the lips. So, yeah. Well, I'm Gusty and I do that all the time. <laughs> you know, you, if you guys to. do it. That's just incest. That's weird. <laughs> every time, every time you leave. Bye. Kiss on the lips. We do the, we meet again. We do the greeting, like I kiss him on the cheeks when we, you know, the little butt cheeks. cheeks. On the butt cheeks. Butt cheeks. Both of them. Despite what you may have heard, sides. I did not actually grab his ass in the cemetery, though. Oh. He, it was my hips. He <laughs> grabbed your hips. Oh, this is good. This is gold. Um, yeah. Uh. <laughs> All right. And then he vanished like a true ginger. He just like, disappeared. Like a like a ship in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes, exactly. Vanished. Like that. Just vanished. Vanished. Funny enough, that's one of our topics today. Crazy. Full circle. <laughs> that just See, worked. That whole long, like, four minutes of bullshitting just led right up to our topic of it the was blue like, It's the like blue the Saturday media. Night Live intros. <laughs> Live from Riverton, Utah. Utah. <laughs> it's Sunday night. It's the EVP podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. My face is getting numb. Huh? One of these days when I have a Sunday off, we should just all get shit-faced and record. 
I'm down. Yeah. I've sworn like twice in the first. Have you ever gotten shit faced and uh, on we ghost hunted? No. Would no, you? No. Not. I haven't gotten. So I have had a beer before an investigation before. Mm-hmm. I would not recommend it. Like being inebriated. I was, so I wasn't inebriated. I just had I, I had a beer from. I went to Buffalo Wild Wings while I was okay. waiting for a residential to start. Had had a liter. I didn't have just like you know a, or a Stein or whatever the biggest okay. one they give you at Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, like, give me the biggest like Stein. Did you learn that word in Canada? From your Canadian friend. <laughs> <laughs> liter. Liter. A liter, eh? Dude, we have liter sodas and two liter sodas here. Two liters, okay? We have two liters. Have you not ever gotten a liter of beer at the bar? No. You obviously don't drink enough. I got steins and pints. See, the steins were never big enough. I always got the liter bump. I don't know what you're I talking used to drink about, too man. Much. Is that the Canadian cup? Do I have to ask for the Canadian cup? <laughs> the no, Canadian cup. A stein a is 32 ounces. A liter is a little bit more. It's like 42. Well, I like so. to change flavors every now and then. <laughs> what? <laughs> change flavors of beer. Yeah, beer. So you, 32 ounces at a time. <laughs> oh, my bad. Not a full liter. I'm not drinking internationally here. <laughs> I don't even know the hell we're going with this. Like, what just happened? <laughs> Beer. It's a thing. <laughs> so you're inebriated oh, for no, your yeah. investigation. So, so, I, <laughs> so it was, it was, um, I, um, I had a hard time, like, Feeling the energy, like, because I can, okay. you know, you've been on investigations with me. Yeah. Like, I can kind of, you've seen me, like, pick out things and, right. and uh-huh. get information by reading the energy of the spirits and whatnot. Yes. I couldn't do that when I when I had alcohol in my system. I had to wait uh-huh. for the buzz to wear off before I could actually feel anything. It's a stimulant. And it was, it was, well, alcohol is a depressant, but. Um, but it's a mind stimulant. Sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was just weird because until that buzz started coming down. Okay. Um, I couldn't sense or feel any energy or anything. It was like it was like me going You're in. Numbed. Yeah, I was I was numb to everything, and yeah. I didn't like it. I so wonder... I wouldn't recommend it. I have been on investigations. I don't know if either one of you were there, but we went to a guy's house, and the one of the one of the dudes renting a room there had a tall boy in his hand the entire time. I swear he drank like four or five of them. And oh, interesting. Yeah, I wasn't there. I, I just I wouldn't. I would not recommend drinking on an investigation or before an investigation i would not recommend doing any drugs or being high or anything like that um to the point where it numbs your senses because okay. we've we've talked about in i don't know if we said it on this podcast but um just in the paranormal field in general your body is your best instrument yeah and so when you're taking that ability away from yourself you're gonna do yourself more harm than good or if it heightens you if it heightens you, I have experience in this. I field. think I think he has experience <laughs> with that. But for me personally, like I don't know, maybe like taking a couple of hits off of uh, a marijuana acid. cigarette, not acid. <laughs> Doing. The... I see ghosts everywhere. <laughs> Am I a ghost? I think we're all ghosts. <laughs> I would say like if you just take like a hit or two of like you know, and uh, it's, again, if this is something like I'm not going to condone doing drug or alcohol before. An investigation or during an investigation, but I know people that have because they know their tolerance and they know uh-huh. they know when it when to stop before it starts really affecting them. And I've actually seen it work with people where yeah, it has kind of heightened their senses. Um, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna condone it either. I'm not gonna say go out and do this. Don't don't go 
buy three marijuanas and smoke them. <laughs> three marijuana sticks. Yeah, three marijuana sticks. That's how one of the guys that works. He's like, and talks. He's like, did you smoke? How many marijuanas did you smoke? <laughs> Ghosty laughed at that one. <laughs> well, because that usually ends up into injecting marijuanas. Injecting, is that what you said? Yeah. Yes. Pull full power injections of marijuanas. What do you think about? Okay, being so my own on the next level. Um, drinking definitely no, no drinking. So I think we agree on that. One. Yeah, I you. think all three of us are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. don't it kinda, drink. It, it's during, it's a blocker. It is a blocker. Right. Um, and then it also, if you're too drunk, can leave you open to psychic psychic attacks. That's good. So, um, but. On the marijuana side of things, I can't go to an investigation high because it will, it it's too much. Like you start thinking, overthinking things, and um, mm. this is too much in going on in your head to where it's hard to actually feel and concentrate on what you're actually trying to do. But on a come down of an edible, if I if I time everything correctly and eat just enough to where I get the effects of the come down, or if I if I have enough time, I can actually eat an edible, feel the effects of it, and then on the come down is when I'm going to the investigation. It does seem to because I'm not like overthinking th- things and I don't uh-huh. have things going through my mind. It's more of like my body just feels more open to feeling what's going on around me. Okay, interesting. And my body, I feel like I can pay more attention to things and feel more things. And it's more of like the medicinal side of it working and not the mind stimulant side of it working. Hmm. Like I always thought an investigation might be f- kind of fun. For like, acid trips? No, it's, <laughs> no, don't do that. I actually had someone ask, when I first got into this, one of my friends asked me, because uh, he was curious, um, it's a, someone that I used to be a roommate with and he knows Brandy as well. And when I was telling him some of the stuff that Brandy could do, he uh, le- legit asked me that. He's like, Oh, has she ever thought about like trying to heighten her abilities by dropping acid? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and he was like seriously confused as to why. I'm like, I'm like, you do this stuff. Like, this is stuff you've done in the past. Right. Like, you know, this is how much this guy did this. He once told me he's like, if you see a tin of Altoids in the freezer, don't eat them. They're not Altoids. Oh gosh. Um, <laughs> not that I would be eating candy out of the freezer. This is weird. <laughs> I don't just random like, oh, why is that in here? <laughs> oh, Altoids. Um, so this is something I usually eat five at a time. <laughs> But yeah, it's just like with with any type of drug, you're you're altering your state of mind, uh-huh. and you're opening yourself up for stuff that you don't want to be opened up for. Because you're not you're not in control of your yourself. Yeah. When you're on that high, like the door just opened and closed. Is your air on? The windows. Okay. Yeah. The windows are open. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought your dog was like learning how to open the door, <laughs> close the door. <laughs> Calm down, Manny. Um, <laughs> just, yeah, no, it's just, I mean, it's the same with alcohol. You're you're altering your state of mind. Okay. You're not in the right frame or the right presence that you should be in when you're on an investigation. But I, I like what he said. When you're like, if he, if he times it right when he's coming down, mm-hmm. so he's still kind of got that, like, that stimulant from the THC or the CBD or whatever, um, but he's not like... To the point where he's not in control either. Okay. Does that make sense? So, like, I'm a fun guy. And sometimes I like fun guy. And I always thought maybe that might be fun on investigation. 
But it's also a hallucination. I'm not doing shrooms. <laughs> that would be something where it would, if it was microdosed. Oh, microdose would be good. Microdosed. Because I think, I think like shrooms, like what did Native Americans take? Peyote and shrooms? That was the, the, the peyote, big thing yeah. for them. And what's peyote? I don't, I'm not even sure exactly what peyote is. So it's like a button of a plant. Oh, interesting. And that button. Um, I don't know if they make tea out of it or they eat it. I don't know what they do. I thought they smoked it. Yeah, to dry it out and smoke it as well. Because that took that would take Native Americans to a, like a spiritual world. Yeah. Well, that's like, what they use it for. Well, like uh, DMT, yeah. like DMT. DMT. Yeah. Or you die and come back from that one. <laughs> ego dies. Your ego dies on that one. <laughs> yeah. well, DMT is, isn't it like a natural occurring chemical in your brain, anyways? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, we have it in the pineal gland. Yeah, there was some documentary on Netflix a while ago about that. I don't know. The Spirit Molecule. Yeah, there you go. Watch mm. that. Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan did that. But like I said, in no way are we condoning the usage of alcohol or, or drugs on an investigation. So, DMT. Because like, well, so wait, wait a minute. I don't. <laughs> Hold on here. Hold on here. <laughs> Hold on. No, do this one, though. <laughs> but what I'm talking about is not even drugs, though. No, it's not. Like I said, it's a natural occurring chemical. Yeah, it's chemical. Uh, same with uh, cannabis. We have cannabinoid receptors, also a natural thing. Keeping everything real natural here, guys. So, uh, DM- but I'm not saying like don't go shoot up heroin, don't drop acid or ecstasy. Like, right, right, right. Those are all jokes. Um, <laughs> DMT, something that we have naturally in our body. Um, playing around on a a small do- like micro amounts of it, and doing my own meditations with it, have had some crazy experiences. Mm. Um, one of which was uh. I'm like face to face with myself and the other me tells me, me, Hey, ghosty. So your so, higher self is talking. So, to so I says to myself, ghosty, <laughs> ghosty um, don't play that. <laughs> uh, um, it was telling me that I is saying something like you have no idea how powerful you are. Like you can do things, you know, like, saying things to me about how I can do all these things that I just don't know I could do yet. And then one of the things that it left me with saying that you can make yourself feel pain without feeling pain. And I remember right after that, waking up from that meditation with my mouth hurting. And I'm like, like I bit my tongue or bit my cheek or something. Mm. And I'm trying to feel around for the pain because it hurts. And then it just disappears. And then I'm just like, what was that all about? Now, is, it, is DMT a hallucinogen at all? or um, de- Can be. Um, you're not really seeing things that aren't there. You're seeing, if your eyes are open, you're seeing things that are there, but like fractals of it, of like almost like things making up things. Hmm. It's strange, hard to explain, but... Uh, it does put you in like another dimension. It's speaking of other dimensions. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. We That's are going the... to delve in to the well-known Bermuda triangle. So specifically a certain story that I'm, that I'm interested in. And there's a story of Bruce Grenon and, and his flight, but real quick, if, if uh, I don't know if ghosty or someone wants to really quick, just kind of give a little bit about what the Bermuda triangle is. So it is a section in the Atlantic Ocean that touches from the uh, Florida Panhandle to like Miami, roughly. Yeah, over to Puerto Rico, 
And then over to uh, what's those other Bermuda? Bermuda. Bermuda. Yeah, Bermuda. yeah the there's, Bermuda a, there's another no, name. Bermuda. Okay, Bermuda. There's certain. There's a name to these certain islands. That's like, a small little island. Okay. Either way, Bermuda Triangle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wonder where it got its name from. <laughs> what's the name of that? Files Islands. <laughs> what are the, the the Bermuda Triangle? Is that near Bermuda? Yeah. <laughs> Around the corner or something. <laughs> But what I find fascinating is that there's been what twenty, you know, a couple thousand ships lost. Well, no, fifty ships and twenty planes that have been just lost. Lost. Wow. I, I think that's I think that's interesting, which is why it probably has its name, right? Or why it has its uh, mystery mystery behind it. Mystery. Start dating back all the way back to 1492. Yeah, Christopher oh, Columbus. Sure. What about him? He's he's seen some shit. That guy. That should be another topic. I've heard some interesting things. He saw like a flame. Uh, UFOs, I've heard too. The, yeah, that was one of the theories. We can delve yeah. into that. Uh, that's not our story this week, but yes. he's the first first recorded uh, case of something happening in the triangle. Oh, I'm not aware of that story. Yeah, I did some research. Okay. Some, not a lot. So this individual I want to talk about is, uh, like I said, Bruce Grenon. Him... His father and one of his business partners took a flight, which he's done uh, multiple times. This was, this happened in December fourth, nineteen seventy. Or if you uh, go off my notes, I just wrote one seventy. <laughs> like, oh. I was just looking at. It, I'm like, yeah, uh, December fourth, one seventy. He was flying a plane. One seventy. <laughs> so he became a pilot in sixty five. So he at this point he had already been an experienced pilot for five years at this point. Okay, so he's 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 taken this trip multiple times, dozens of times, from the Bahamas, the Andros Islands, to Miami, um, dozens of times. Not not an unusual trip. They've had this trip with no problems, and roughly about it's about a ninety minute flight. I actually don't know why they do this often, but they do. Uh, I don't know. Did you ever anyone no, find out why they no. do that? Now, now that I'm saying, I'm like, why do they do this so many times? I don't know. But maybe it's a beautiful island. I don't know. I'm not familiar with Andros. But Are you fishing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I've done this flight many times, and it's a, roughly about a 250 miles and 90 minutes in time. Okay? So this is very normal for them. Now, the, the, the plane they use is a Beechcraft Bonanza. Not a big plane. It's just a very small plane. Pro- probably a four-passenger, if I were to guess, just by a picture I saw. Yeah, this is like a little single-engine plane. Yeah, a little, little plane. And the average... Uh, Speed is about 180 miles that this that this thing flies. About 180 miles. So here's where things get a little interesting. As they take off, they hit about a thousand feet up, and he notices this small dark cloud, and it, it's kind of growing. And he's like, "Well, we got to fly through this." They fly through it. Not a big deal. Once they get to about 11,500 feet, he sees a larger dark cloud now this isn't a rainstorm cloud it's just dark so there's no rain they they have no choice but to fly through it to get to their destination as he flies through it he is they are seeing flashes of light but these are not lightning again this is not a rainstorm cloud so it's dark with no light and there's flashes of of light just kind of Going I'm, I'm seeing like 80s movies. It was dark with no light, huh? Yeah, yes. <laughs> no, pitch black. Like, did legit couldn't see anything. Did either of you see that uh, TV series Manifest? No. No. So when I kind of heard the story, I kind of thought of that. So this show was on NBC 
2018, I think, 2017 it came out. And the premise of this movie was uh, this family and a bunch of passengers are on a flight home from, I think, Jamaica. And during the flight, they hit some turbulence and, and, you know, everyone's panicking. Then they come out of it okay. They land. Things seem weird. Because five years had passed. We'll get to the but, finish but, of this story to find out why. No, that... I'm not. Gonna, I'm done with the show. I'm just saying th- this reminds me of this. So if you've watched Manifest, this is, when hearing the story kind of reminds me of that. It's just kind of like it's dark, flashes of light. Um, but it wasn't lightning. But it wasn't lightning. So they said weird. Science. About thirty minutes they were flying through this through this cloud. So I have a friend that's a pilot, and. Once you're up in the sky, you and, and it's like you're over, especially like when you're over water, everything just looks the same at that point. And you're, I don't know, your equilibrium or something's way off or like your sense of direction gets way off. And you, you just have to trust your gauges because if you kind of trust your instinct and you're like, no, I think we're not going straight anymore. I think we're kind of veering off and you want to overcompensate. You're going to end up totally the wrong place. So you have to trust your, your control instruments pretty well. But they've been they've been flying through this cloud about thirty minutes. It it they see some light at the end, literally of the end of the tunnel, because this this cloud shape has formed like a tunnel shape. And as they see the light and they're they're trying to exit out of this these cloud tunnels, they can see that it's kind of starting to close up. And he's he's like panicking. And towards the end of exiting out of this, their control instruments are going haywire. Like they're just going out of control. Um, and they can't really gauge anything. It, anyway, very queer, very, very weird. They exit the clouds. Now they're kind of in a gray fog. And he's calling ground control, uh, you know, Bruce's, and he's finding out where, where are we? Where are we, where are we located at now? Because my instruments are all out of whack. And ground control says, you're not on the radar. We don't see you anywhere. A few minutes later, they call back and say, oh, here you are. You're in uh, Miami airspace. And he's looking at his clock saying, no, that's, that's, that's impossible. We can't be in Miami airspace. Um, and then as the cl- those gray clouds kind of clear up, he sees, yes, we are in Miami. And, and, and they land within 47 minutes. So again, this flight, they've done this dozens of times. It's taken them 90 minutes. And this time it took them 47 minutes. And again, so I mentioned that little you know, Beechcraft Bonanza airplane that only travels at 180 miles per hour top speed. So it's physically impossible for them to get at this destination at that time, almost cut in half. And as he looked at his fuel, the fuel that they've consumed is not near anywhere near they normally would be for that flight. So they have a lot more fuel than usual. So that's why it reminds you of that show manifest. <laughs> why? Because they jumped through time. <laughs> Supposedly, right? So in that show, they jump through five years of time. This is forty-five minutes. So it's you know, it's not. Um, it's is it is it time travel? I don't know, but it, it's it's weird though. That's that's the part that's weird. And this this gentleman, he's written books about this. He's been on multiple shows about it, kind of giving his experience. He thinks it has something to do with that cloud, which is obviously the most unusual part of this whole flight. Is this dark cloud of flashes? With flashing lights. My thought is it was a small wormhole of some kind. Okay. Maybe a, I don't know, a a fraction of a wormhole. I don't know. 
but because normally wormholes are in space. Yeah. Maybe this one was just a a, a miniature version. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Beaker? Yes. You think what? Um, so did I miss anything? No, um, you didn't. So yeah, so he's got this whole website, uh, electromagnetic or electronic fog or whatever he calls it, something like that. Yeah. Um, that's what he's calling the cloud and the, the stuff that he went through. And there are some theories, and I kind of agree with this one. I guess there's this, there's a, the, the scientists have discovered something called dark matter or dark energy. Sorry, uh-huh. and which is something that's normally found in space. Yep. And it it operates, I guess, similar to like a black hole or a wormhole, and. What one of the theories is that he that this cloud, this thing that he threw, uh, flew through, was a form of uh, the dark energy. Okay. Thus creating like that that wormhole, and as he's like going through it, um, one of the one of the diagrams I actually saw in a video was basically like, like the way that the cloud was, the way it was operating as he's moving forward, the the energy is like coming around. Behind okay. the plane and propelling him forward. Does that make sense? Oh, interesting. Okay. That's one of the theories. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't know the answer. That, that's yeah. pushing him? Yeah. Hmm. It's like the dark energy is So it's is not like, that he's he's not traveling through time. He's just moving faster than he thinks he is. Quite possibly. Or, like you said, it could be like the dark energy created like like a wormhole or... Um, a push of some sort. Like, like, a, like a black hole or wormhole that basically more or less like made him go faster or like teleported him. That's what, yeah, that was, it's hard to wrap your head around how this makes sense because it's like, okay, if he went through this cloud and it pushed him through time faster, like how is that even possible? Like where does he go and come out of to make that even a thing? Yeah, so so you got to remember, so air flight is is highly documented. So it's highly doc, it's documented the time he left, what time he arrived, his you know his fuel consumption, all that's documented. So it's not like this this Bruce gentleman has made any of this stuff up. It's just unexplained. Like how do you explain how do you explain this? But this little this little plane for me is the is the weird part actually. This little plane is so small. I don't think it could travel that fast without possibly damage or. Anything like that, because it would basically be going traveling <coughs> twice the normal speed. Yeah, and they would probably feel that G force of them going twice the normal yeah, speed. Yeah, they going fast. Too. They'd feel that. Yeah, so you, that's where I you think you rode in my too. car. You know what it feels like. <laughs> yes, exactly. I've been in the Tesla. <laughs> um, then they say something like, "They did the math, and for how fast he went, he was going something like he would have had to have gone like two thousand miles an hour to get." I haven't heard anything like that. Yeah. So, so you think they would well, the notice? Well, one, the one video I said that they did it by kilometers. Were okay. Um, they said he went like three thousand. Who kilometers. uses that? Canadians? <laughs> yeah. Well, gosh, you. It was. It was. If Euro- you love Canada so much, why don't you just move there? It was. It was one of those Europeans. But I think French right, Canadians. <laughs> yes, those newfies. <laughs> I I heard there was something like. In order for him to go, because it, it uh, was like, he traveled such a great distance in like three minutes. Like 100 miles in like three minutes is what I heard. Yeah, jeez. Which would mean, uh, like I said, he was traveling something like 2,000 miles an hour. Right. To go 100 miles in three okay, minutes. Okay, yeah, see, that's crazy. Here's a crazy thought, speaking uh, of crazy. So you've heard of, you is it USOs? Underwater sub... Yes, uh-huh. yes. 
well, you've seen the videos of how they go underwater. Yes. And disappear. Okay. Have you also heard of these theories that there could be two to three other livable layers under Earth's crust? Where the giant sharks live? Lizard people and shit. <laughs> oh, Earth's crust. That's what you said, Earth's crust. Yeah. The yeah. Nordics. Okay. Um, the Nordic so, aliens. So there supposedly could be two to three levels of, of livable uh, land under the Earth. Anyways. Okay. If there are these civilizations under where we're standing on okay and say they're they have a base okay directly where the bermuda triangle is okay and they're talking to their buddies in space hmm. or they're traveling to space and then back into their Just plucking people out well i mean as it's happening maybe as they're leaving or coming down or sending signals or whatever maybe that is what's disrupting the planes hmm. Or maybe the planes get stuck in that little, like, as they're shooting off, they're in their flight pattern. and Or not in the flight pattern, but in their uh, line of sight. I don't know. But anyways, they get taken off with them as they travel. Maybe as they're, like, shooting off and they, they zoom so fast, everything around it gets... Yeah, I, don't I don't know. know. That's a little bit beyond my thinking. But... I don't know. I started thinking about weird shit today and started thinking about <laughs> that being a possibility of because there's there's problems with not just planes but ships in the ocean. Yes, yeah. And the, when those disappear, there's no trace of them sometimes. Mm-hmm. There's like no destruction, there's no like if the storm like happens, debris yeah, floats across debris, at some something point. some kind of like if a plane crashes somewhere else, you know, they'll find the debris of the plane yeah. crash and whatever. Out there, they don't find anything. Right. Or sometimes they just find the ship sailing by itself and the comp- the crew is completely vanished. See, so this that is the stuff that story. I want to talk about. On the, uh, the, we can I, do that on other Yeah. yeah that, um, so the Bermuda Triangle just, in general, fascinates me. This is just the first of many stories I want to maybe talk about. possible that they think that an asteroid had landed in that area, in the Bermuda Triangle, and it's the electromagnetic electromagnetic energy from the asteroid that's causing all these phenomena. Oh, interesting. So there is reports that that day of the flight that there were 84 sunspots. I have no idea what that means. No, I don't either, but they were there. <laughs> and there were solar winds of 40, 440 miles per second. Those, miles per second, not miles per hour. That's those UFO, miles per second. USOs. Flying so, in and out of the ocean. So yeah, there was a solar wind of 440 miles per second. So like the speed of a spaceship flying past you. And, and so these theories are maybe what 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 possibly could have caused the plane <laughs> to travel that distance. But again, you think they would feel them going that speed? You know, like their backs and head would be against the, the headrest. Right. You know, just but no, he's in, he's trying to he's flying a plane. So it's just unusual. So the other thing you know, were talking about. Uh, you know, dark energies, black holes, wormholes. What, what about time travel, though? Or, like, oh, go ahead. But I want to talk about time travel. If the other planes that disappeared, uh-huh. they might have flown into these clouds and just went into another dimension or went. Just disappeared. Disappeared, went into space, went under the water somehow. Either way, maybe this guy just barely. Made it out? Barely touched it. Because, like you said, the, 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 it, was, it was in closing. Right, he could see he could see this tunnel, and that's what he kind of referred to it as that more of like a tunnel at this point starts closing up. But you're saying maybe they got the tail end of of the plane and just yeah. kind of pushed them forty five sec forty five minutes. Well, like just kind of closed them in, and he got out of it before it could 
shoot them into another time and space or another dimension. So it's like in Star Wars when they're coming out of the Death Star of the Millennium Falcon and uh, the, the, the Falcon warp and, speed, what they call and it, and the and the the blast, the flames are helping push them and propel them through the. Hmm. I have no idea. What I'm talking <laughs> about. Well, apparently, this is the like only or yeah only like documented case where someone has actually seen the start of one of those these electromagnetic yeah. fog storms like from the beginning all the way to the end this is like the only good point. this is the only case that has been recorded that they've seen the birth of this thing all the way to yeah. the finish of it and and, and, and there's and there's witnesses right so he's got his dad and his business partner so you got witnesses and then you have all the documentation when they left when they landed the I'll fuel gauge what kind of lights they were seeing if it wasn't lightning because the only lights in the sky when it's dark is caused by the friction and of like the clouds rubbing, yeah, causing lightning. Yeah, yeah, but but like you know, again, he's you know he's not like a meteorologist or anything, but he's been a pilot for five years at this point, so he's but seems so familiar. He would know what lightning? Yeah, you like. would think he, he's familiar with you know lightning and storm clouds. I mean, it wasn't raining or anything. It did there not rain like, at all. I don't recall them saying there anything about like turbulence or anything like that. Like, yeah, you're right. I didn't hear anything about turbulence. That's a good point. I didn't hear anything about. Like, it almost just seemed like it was just it was dark. You couldn't see where it was going, and he was just going like. Didn't say about yeah. the plane like going upside down or like spinning or anything. Like, right, just, he just flew. Because like, his normal. gauges worked for the most part until the end. Until the, of yeah, the, the yeah. end when he got into that little gray mist at the very end, uh-huh. and that's when the compasses and the gauges and everything just weren't starting going crazy. Yeah. and that's why he had to call it to ground control. Say, so where am I? And they're like, you're not on radar. And then wait, well, there you are. You're in Miami already. It's like impossible. It's an alien fog machine. A fog <laughs> machine. <laughs> so, you know, and they then their disco then... light going. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Aliens dancing. Yeah, it was like a you know a raver in the sky. <laughs> but what do you think about time travel? Is that possible? Is that real? That's Only through black holes. Irrelevant? No, you're saying yeah, time travel is irrelevant. Why is that? Because I've, you've never heard the dark. Um, okay. It's like when do we want time travel? When do we want it's irrelevant? Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I mean, yes, I know exactly what you mean. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've seen so many different things on time travel. Like the the dude that like. It was in like the 40s, wearing like a t-shirt and sunglasses, you know, when these things didn't exist. Okay. Oh, like those I've seen, pictures. Have you seen that picture? Yeah. You've seen, I've seen some of those pictures that are trying to prove the time travel. And I'm just like, okay, well, these pictures, as far as I know, started popping up within the last like 10 years, 15 years. When internet became when a thing. When you had like internet and Photoshop, Photoshop and stuff yeah. like that. There's like, one of uh, somebody at a boxing match. It looks like he's recording on his smartphone. Yeah, I've seen stuff like that too, where it's like they're in the 20s and they've got a cell phone or something. Yeah. It's like... Like, this is proof that time travel exists. And I don't know. For me, it's not like... No. Just no. seeing a picture on the internet, like, I don't know if that's what the actual picture looked like. I don't know if it's been doctored. Mm-hmm. Yes. But what do you guys think about time travel? Is it possible? Hmm. Anything's possible. Yeah, I think... I think it could be a thing in the... I don't, it, well, so that's the thing is, if it's a thing in the future, it's already a thing exactly. Now. That's what I'm. <laughs> that's exactly what I got stuck on right yeah. now. That's why I said it's irrelevant because if it's a thing it's, somewhere in point in time, it's a thing everywhere. Just we're not it, aware how to use it. I guess there's going to be time police. <laughs> I mean, there's so many. Oh, yeah. right. I saw yeah. so many, so many. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm going to admit that I use TikTok every now and then. Um, mm-hmm. So many people on TikTok that claim that they're from the future. Uh, yes, yeah. I mean, like the, the one dude was just like going off on how you know Trump is going to win the election and this is going to happen on this day, and like none of the things this dude said was going to happen happened. Yeah, 
And my thing is, like, if time travel does exist, if someone is able to come back in time, do you really think they're going to go on TikTok and tell people? Right, right, right. Because <laughs> they'll know, they would know that in the future TikTok's irrelevant anyway. Right. <laughs> well, it, the thing is, like, no one takes it I serious. mean, if you look at Back to the Future, for example, I mean. Oh, such a great series. Uh, you can, by doing stuff, by changing something or letting people know something, that you could completely alter the timeline and create yeah. a whole new one. Yes, uh-huh, right. I mean, that's what they did, essentially, when when Biff stole the almanac, almanac uh-huh. and took it back sports. to the 50s. Yeah. You know, you had the original, and then people on YouTube can see, the you know zero people that watch <laughs> our YouTube. Um, so you got the original timeline here, uh, and then when he went back in time, you've now, and, and gave him the almanac, you've now created an alternate timeline. Kind of so like it's, it's, not like saying, it's not like saying the original timeline doesn't exist anymore. It's just a different right. timeline now. So what Marvel did with the end game, the, the things... They've introduced time travel. Spoiler alert if you haven't watched Avengers. <laughs> From like two years ago. <laughs> but every, everything just started branching off. Yeah. Every Everything that, you know, they went back and did, it just branched off into another timeline. And just time continued, but on a different timeline. That's what you're kind of saying. With, yeah. With, well, with and then at the end of like, you know, Back to the Future 2 and... They, you know, he goes back to the 50s and stops the almanac from ever getting in Biff's hands, yeah. the younger Biff's hands. It kind of resets the timeline and, and fixes it. But it's something like that. Like, if someone really is coming from the future back to, like, 2020, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I have no clue why it was such a god-awful year. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go back to 2020. No. No, you're not. I'm sorry. But you're not going to go on TikTok either and tell everybody about it. No. For two reasons. One... Um, again, just by telling someone, giving people knowledge of something like that could possibly alter the timeline and it could mess up your present, I guess, or our future. Yeah. Creating a whole new timeline. And that's going to make everything that you said just irrelevant. In my opinion, anyways, I'm not an expert on time travel. You think if, if time travel was a thing, we would have better history books right now. Because... Because whoever was time traveling would go back and fix all the bullshit that they're oh. teaching us. Maybe. Or we need, or we need it to or learn. Or maybe they have roles in the future where they're not allowed to interfere. They're more just observe. So maybe they're rewriting the histories. Maybe we'll have better history books in the future. They're just laughing at us now. Yeah. <laughs> Look how dumb these guys are. Now, I personally do not think like a time machine could exist. That's in my you know ape brain. My ape brain can't wrap my head around a machine that could pinpoint an exact day and location or whatever. The DeLorean did it. I know. One I have time. No idea. I don't know. Dr. Brown was, you know, something special, though. Dr. Emmett Brown. <laughs> yes. Um, I don't know. I just... Have you guys seen the show on Hulu called 1960... Nope. 1962. It, it's uh, with James Franco, and he is a teacher... And he ends up, he's good friends with this guy that runs this cafe. And this guy that runs this cafe, all of a sudden, he noticed, he goes back into the back and then comes back out. And all of a sudden, he's different. And all of a sudden, he has cancer and he's dying. He's like, what happened to you? You were gone for two minutes. Oh, interesting. Well, what he did was he went, he has this storage closet that he goes into and he goes back into time to 1962. Hmm. What's and, so great about that year? Uh, I don't know if it's 1962, <laughs> but it uh, it's a couple years before JFK gets assassinated. Okay, 
And so this guy keeps going back in time to try to stop the assassination from happening. Oh, interesting. And every time he goes back and does something, and he's a little d- bit of him. D- well, no, it's something different. Some the timeline changes oh, a little okay. bit. He affects it. Yeah, yeah, he affects timelines and all everything. And somehow, whatever How does he, he did in that show, he just walks into this uh, closet, and then when he comes back out, all of a sudden he's just oh, like a portal. Yeah, it's like a portal, and all of a sudden he's just like okay. back in time, and people are looking at him all funny, like, "What the? Where did you come from?" Yeah. Why are you looking so funny? Again, I don't know if we'll ever create a machine, a time machine, but I could see like a black hole, a portal. I could see that as as a a possibility. Space and time. Yeah. Like a portal. With that dude that the the paper mill or whatever down in Santa Quinn was showing us pictures of supposed portals. I don't know. uh, It might have been after he left. He was showing. I just drove by that today. He was showing me actual pictures that he's taken. It was the thing is it was like a picture of a picture, but he was saying it was like legit, like just an open portal in the middle of like a field, like he, you know here in Utah we're in the desert, you know, uh, like in Eureka, right? Desert, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So he's got this portal, and then on the inside of it, it's like grass and trees and stuff, like in the middle of the desert. Again, it was a picture of a picture, so I don't know if it was doctored or not, but I mean, if it wasn't. It was actually kind of cool. Interesting. Like, this guy was, like, saying he legit has seen portals and seen people walk through portals. I don't remember that at all. Yeah, I don't remember. That's interesting. Well, that's what they say that would happen at, like, Skinwalker Ranch is these portals that would open up and things coming in and out of them. Hmm. I would say, like, if time travel is a possibility, it would be more like that. That's what I'm thinking. Not a machine, right? That's what you're saying. I mean, it would be cool to Unless you're watching Family Guy. Stewie's little disc. Little disc. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I found this story very interesting. Because how can he, he? How can he cut that flight in half? What happened? It, this whole, you know, what, what do you call it again? Uh, what type of cloud or fog? Uh, Electromagnet or something like that. Can't remember what he called. Yeah. The, so and then also in this case, is it even time travel or is it just propulsion? I'm, that, that's I'm the part more that confuses with, me. Like the, propulsion and like that's the part I don't get though, because you basically have to go. You know, again, my ape brain says yeah. if you cut the time in half, you went twice the speed. I'm probably way off by that. You know, it's probably not exactly like that, but that's what my ape brain says. You had to probably go twice the speed to get there in half the time, and you'd feel that. I would think. Well, I would think they were experienced enough to to feel that type of propulsion pushing them faster. Electronic fog. Electronic. And that's his website, electronicfog.com. And that's what he calls it, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is what he calls that's it. That's what he calls it. So, but, yeah, I mean, no, I, I kind of get your point. Like, that's if, why propulsion that, that, that doesn't theory, make sense the propulsion to me. with the clouds coming around it and pushing it forward. Right. You think, I didn't even think of that until you mentioned it, but if, if he did actually travel something like 2,000 miles an hour, uh-huh. it would rip that plane to pieces. Yeah, again, yeah, because the plane is so tiny. And, and it's and not again, rated for that speed. Obviously, no. no I don't think any plane... No planes. Sure, that that's true too. Because if we could travel two thousand miles a minute, it wouldn't uh, or an hour. You know, you'd be able to fly from New York to LA in an hour. That'd be and nice. I think it's a little bit longer of a flight. Than yeah, that. that would be nice. <laughs> so yeah, that's why that's why the propulsion part doesn't make sense to me because of that. Um, but I like, then I like the dark it. energy wormhole theory. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that was, that was the interesting part that you know that this maybe happens all the time, and that's why they disappear. They're they're just sucked. They're gone. But they just, they just, luckily Bruce got out of it just in time. Or else maybe they would have. Or maybe that wormhole was just supposed to only be that big. Not really, not really a wormhole through 
time, more or less, but just a wormhole through space. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I think the other ones are like, if the plane's disappearing or ship's disappearing, maybe those ones are actually like entering a time-type like wormhole yeah. thing where it's teleporting to a different time. But with his, it's just, you know, moving forward 45 minutes. I think it's more just... It's oh one of the, one of the ways people ex, uh, the guy explained it and I'm, I'm glad my paper's mm-hmm. folded in half here so um, let me borrow your pen and you're not gonna be see this unless you're watching on YouTube but so you got a piece of paper here and you got this dot here this dot here right one on so, each end of the paper so on each end of the paper and for those that you probably can't see it on YouTube but I'll just put my fingers on the dots so you got the two pieces of the paper here so like say there was a wormhole and that formed. And it basically just like brought those two dots together, yeah, closing kind of, that gap. So you kind of folded the paper <coughs> yeah. into the dots. So it's more and more folding, folding space. Mm. I guess if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Bringing those two points closer together instead of having them far apart like that. That was actually one of the diagrams I saw on uh, one of the videos I watched. I saw something like that on another show years ago where they had like a, a piece of paper, like a circle, and instead of going around the circle, it like formed like a big made like a cone and made it reaching mm, the other side faster. Yeah. Like, yeah, if you want to meet this side of this side, instead of going all the way around, why not just right. go straight through it? And then, yeah, they kind of just fold Yeah, that's the one of the theories. It's like, like it's literally just like uh, space like folded and just brought yeah. those two points closer. And to we'll probably end. never know what happened, you know, or what happens to all these mysteries of the Bermuda Triangle. We, we might never know what happened. I mean, some, I know there's, they have found you know, there was an original topic I was going to talk about on, on the Bermuda Triangle, but they, they have found that 90 years later. They had found the wreckage of that. Um, can't remember what it was called. Actually, I'll pull it up real quick because it'll be in our in our message. But um, the, f- the SS Cotopaxi. Oh, okay. The SS Cotopaxi. So that went missing. 90 years later, they, they think they found it based on some of the some of the things they found in the bottom of the ocean. But again, that was a mystery. Everyone's gone. Well, maybe one of these times we could touch on too the the five uh, naval pilots or whatever that were doing yes. navigation training. Yes, we are going to talk about that. A few flights, actually. We'll probably do an all in one episode. And uh, the ghost ships. So the ghost ship one was pretty cool. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting things about the Bermuda Triangle. Why? Why is the Bermuda Triangle the way it is? You know, and, and you know, Ghosty's theory is pretty interesting too. That there's this subterranean you know, village or whatever. Yeah. I, just, I wish I had That's a program and be like, I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. <laughs> yeah. it um. Could be. Could be. Yeah, that, that, that is interesting. That and is the, pretty interesting. That's the, that's where their civilization is under the, under the ocean. Hmm? This, yeah. this whole thing reminds me of, uh, that Star Trek movie, the, the first, um, next generation one. I can't remember what it's called. I think it's Star Trek Generations, mm-hmm. where there's that whole like that ripple through space thing. That's like, have you seen the movie? No, I, I never haven't even seen it. I'm the only. I'm not a Star. Movie. I'm not a Trekkie. I'm. I'm not either. Um, <laughs> I just own all the Star Trek movies. But there's there's like this this thing that's flying through space. Okay. And if it hits you, it basically puts you into this um, other like dimension. Mm-hmm. Basically, like it puts you into like where you're you're fantasies would come true like oh hello. so like so like william shatner's character goes in it, right the uh, captain kirk goes in it and he's like living in some cabin out in the woods with his family 
you know, like like he wanted to when he was retired. Yeah. And that's the life he's living. That's what he's living inside of this nexus okay. or whatever. All right. And somehow they're able to like pull people are able to come out of this nexus, and like so for him, you know, it happened in Captain Kirk's time, right? And next generation happens like I don't know how many hundreds of years later, uh, as far as like the Star Trek universe goes. But they were able to actually pull him out of the Nexus, and now he's in Captain Picard's time. Interesting. Uh, this is like 80 years or something like that. Like, So for them, for him, he's only been gone like a day, right? Yeah. But for everybody else, he had been gone for like 80 years. Interesting. So it's possible. I, I wonder like, if that could be another thing, is maybe there's some sort of like Nexus or like... Yeah. Oh, that was one thing, thing on like, that show I was talking about uh, on Hulu, that nineteen sixty whatever, mm-hmm. is whenever that guy would go in that closet and go back into time, he could spend two years there, but when he comes back, he was only gone for like a minute, two minutes. Oh, interesting. So, and he knew that the portal was in the same place. Yeah, every time. Uh, I can't remember how he comes back. I've, I can't remember what happens. How they come back. But when he comes back, yeah, he could spend however long out there, a year, two years, a couple weeks. But um, whenever they come back, yeah, it's only been a matter of a couple minutes that have passed by. You said it was James Franco? Yeah. I'm not finding it. It's on who? 1960? I was just on IMDb, but I wasn't finding it. Oh, okay. Okay, interesting. Um, you know, and going back to that show, that manifest show that I was talking about. So, again, you know, they go through turbulence. They land. Everyone's like, what, what, what's going on? Why is this plane just landing? They find out they, you know, five years had passed. So, the, you know, the star of the show, his son is with him. And his, his daughter and wife took another flight. And, and now, his, you know, the, his younger sister is now his age or something. You know, something like that. It's weird. You know, it's like a weird time. It's a weird thing. Um, but anyway, like in this, like every person on that flight, I don't remember. Like they have, you know, something special about them or something like that hmm. it's an interesting series i never finished it uh i think the the third season has i think they've done the third season of that show i got halfway through the first season never i kind of lost of interest but but after this story i'm kind of interested to see what was it in that series that or if they've if they've discovered what it was that caused that you know a five year for them it was just a, it was just normal flight like nothing had changed just they hit turbulence five years had passed though in this series but it'd be weird if that ever happened in real life. That'd be like that'd be some trippy ass shit. <laughs> that would, yeah, it would. <laughs> like this plane goes missing, and then you know, like uh, you know, the whole Malaysian flights. There was a ton of Malaysian flights that disappeared, and one, one has washed up. I think eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh, that's right. Yeah, it's the, the month. That, okay, eleven twenty three. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Sixty three. Yeah. Oh, okay. I guess that came out. Um... 2016. Yeah. And he was in eight episodes of it. Interesting. Interesting. But There's so many like different theories with time travel. And- yes. So again, I was just talking about, you know, the Malaysian flights. How many flights disappeared? Was it a couple, two, it was three? two that I know of that happened back to back. Yeah. Like within a short amount of time, it yeah. seems like, like two or three disappeared. But they found the they, wreckage. They found of one. Yeah. Where are the other ones? And I don't know if they, do they try, do they fly through the Bermuda Triangle? I don't think so. I think they're all, on a different part of the world, but but yeah, wouldn't it be weird if one of those all of a sudden just arrives and like, oh hey, we're 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 back. Holy shit, it's been five years. Where you guys been? That would be pretty. That'd cool. be so crazy. No, that would be cool. I would really mess up with my. It's head. like the blip. 
Yes. After Thanos' the snap, like yeah. everyone's gone for five years, and then they come back, and it was just like like nothing. But for them, yeah. the ones that blipped, it's like nothing happened. Yeah, and they don't realize it's five years in the future. Yes. They come back. There's some other family living in their house. Right. Spouses are with new mates. That was that was, that was part of that manifest show. Like, you know, he's back with his wife and daughter, but his wife has a new boyfriend now because he's been gone for five years. Gotta move on. That'd be a weird scenario. Yes. Yeah, for you, it's like you're gone for like five minutes and in reality, you're gone for five years. Yes. That would just be trippy. I don't even want to think about that. That's what I'm saying. I don't know if that would be cool. I think that'd be really weird if that really happened. I mean, it would give me a reason to find a new job, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) It would be cool to witness on the outside looking at it, but not to be part of it. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, I just want to talk about this topic. I thought it was interesting, not only about Bruce's experience, but what was that? Was it was and talk about time travel and black holes and and all that. I do want to talk about other stories about the Bermuda Triangle because it's such a weird phenomenon yeah. of that area. And I think we can go into a lot of different you know rabbit holes on it. Yeah, that's paranormal. Yeah, bum bum bum. And else you just want to mention about whether this story or the Bermuda Triangle or black holes or time traveling. We just start working on a machine. Yeah. We what could. did uh, Doc Brown do to the DeLorean that made it? They put a flux capacitor on. So we need a flux capacitor. We should look into that. And gigabytes. G- yeah. Gigawatts. 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 Because he couldn't say gigawatts or something. <laughs> no, didn't know how to say it. Didn't know how to say it. It was one point twenty one gigawatts. Gigawatts. <laughs> and lightning. That's what we need. Lightning. Well, we have to be able to go eighty seven miles per hour. Yeah, that's that hard. Which that's is so not hard now. Like, hey, your Tesla can do it. And we're turning a, a Tesla. We're, we're turning his Tesla into a time machine. It's already a spaceship. We just figured it out. Yeah, we're one step closer to figuring this out. See, I just have an electric hybrid. You have an actual electric, so we can turn we can yours. Power everything. Yeah, we're turning your car into a time machine. Let's do it. <laughs> Funny story on that. I got a, I get an email from the place where I got my uh, mobile office fan at, and um, the advertisement email I got was. The gas-powered such and such. I'm like, well, yeah, isn't like 90% of the vehicles all gas-powered? Like, why is that? I know, they have to advertise that that it's gas-powered. The gas-powered such and such vehicle. I'm like, Hmm. aren't they all (laughs) gas-powered? Most of them are. Apparently not. No, especially of this brand and this model, they're all gas-powered. Yeah, I know, they don't have any electric (laughs) models. They don't have electric models. I was like, huh, interesting selling point. Like, funny story, me and Ghost were at a store and... They were, they were, uh, it was, uh, what was it again? Thin Mint Almonds, Girl Scout Thin oh, Mint yeah. Almonds. And the description was crunchy almonds. And I thought, well, what other almonds are there? It's not like chewy, soft <laughs> You almonds. don't buy those soft <laughs> almonds? <laughs> you don't buy those chewy almonds? I'm like, that's already a weird selling point already. Starting off with crunchy almonds. <laughs> our, our crunchy almonds. <laughs> yeah. The new Toyota Yaris has windows that go up and down. And down. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is way too luxurious. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again for watching and listening to the EVP podcast. Bye. Go see, don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Peace out, butterflies.